You are listening to Freedom Wrangler's main focus. We are going to talk about something amazing in the Word of God today. We can't wait to share our hearts with you. So why don't you sit back, saddle up, and help us wrangle in the freedom of knowing Jesus. Oh, Jamie, it's Friday, girl. Praise Jesus. I say Friday. 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 <laughs> it's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> What's another word that you like have your own little slang for that maybe not everybody else would use? All right, so I got Friday. I've got um uh, I always say y'all. That's yeah. a big one. I say y'all. Um I mean I have a bunch. I mean I can't think of the top of my head, but I know that they come out frequently. <laughs> well, you tell me that you're chicken in on me. Oh yeah, chicken in now. I got that from your hubby now. Yes. Your hubby, your hubby. That that was really cute how he figured that out because I'm always <laughs> like, I'm chicken in on you, chicken. So ever since you told me about that, I've been saying that to my sons whenever we talk. I'm like, I'm just chicken in on you. Did you say chicken? I yeah. said chicken. <laughs> how about you? How you got me crazy? Um, you know what? It, it's funny. I um, have stopped saying cheese and I say Chaz. I want some Chaz. Yes. <laughs> I love yes. Chaz, you know? Yeah. So it makes it sound fancy. I say Walmarté as well. Oh, uh, yeah. You know? Wally World, Target. When I call it Walmarté, it makes me feel like it's fancy, you know? Like, ooh, Walmarté. You got a Walmarté. My mother, my mother used to call her pool the the pool the, the pew. pew yeah the pew like 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 it's a fancy like it's fancy to have a pew uh-huh. and then <laughs> we, we say is so we have a spare room but i call it the uh-huh. spare room because that uh-huh. came from um the lion the witch in the wardrobe they call it the spare oh, yeah and so that's when she goes through the wardrobe and she meets Mr. Tumnus and she says, I came through the spare room. And he goes, what is the spare room? And so now it's always been yeah. a spare room. Welcome to my spare room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, and also there's another one we say, like, just to mess around with each other in our house. So we'll go, well, what's your schedule like? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so British because they called it a schedule over there. Oh, Literally. really? The first time, yeah. I it, and they put it in their diary, and I'm like, "Wait, you're gonna write down our coffee date in your diary?" They're like, "Yeah, it goes on my calendar, my diary," and I'm like, "And it goes on my <laughs> schedule," and I'm like, oh, "My yeah, schedule, okay. schedule, my <laughs> and my diary," and they make it sound so fancy, and it's not. Yeah. Just a yeah. little notebook with a calendar in it. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It, it is. Funny. It is. I love little little phraseologies that you grow up or you pick up. My family tends to have a whole lot of movie references. And uh-huh. I I watched Hook of all movies with Ben recently. And as I'm watching it, maybe 10 minutes into the movie, it hit me. Chanda everything your father says, like all these little quips that he comes off with came from this movie. Literally they do. They come from that movie and it's hilarious. And it's like, um, there's a a scene where the father says, you know, my word is my bond. And my dad says this all the time. My word is my bond. Um, (laughs) 
But the kid replies with, he's like, yeah, sure, dad, junk bond. But then there's things like <laughs> Captain Hook says, you know, uh, the greatest adventure is, is to die. But Peter says, no, the only adventure is to live. My dad says all this stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh, that's like, so funny. Oh my gosh, my dad is like the running commentary for the movie Hook. It's hilarious. <laughs> but- oh my gosh. I know, I know. And we I never I never got into Hook. I never watched that one. So I I would just think that was original from your dad. I would think that's right. I mean, like dad, you're so original. I mean, gosh. It's funny because my dad, his favorite book growing up was Peter Pan. He just adored it. And then as an adult, I I've learned this about my dad. And it really was an epiphany yesterday. And again, that's like one of those things that is in that movie. But It hit me, oh, wait, your dad loved Peter Pan as a kid, but now as an adult, he loves pirates. And in Peter Pan, like all the kids were the fun ones and they never wanted to grow up. But when they grew up, they became pirates because that's what adults were. Like, dad, you've gone from one extreme to the other. He loves pirates. Oh my gosh. He loves to study them. He just thinks it's amazing. We went to Ocracoke Island off in North Carolina one summer for vacation for a week. And that's where Blackbeard the pirate, you know, left his treasure and it might still be there. And oh my gosh, the adventures we had. But anyways, I digress. That's not why we're here. <laughs> no, but that's cute. It's so cute that your dad has that kind of uh, oh, niche. He does. He'll call me and go, Arr, what's going on? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hey, dad. Arr, What's dad. up, Pappy? That's it. That's it. Oh, oh my, my word. So you were talking about Matthew 10 recently, Jamie. And I think that, you know, uh, were you starting in uh, verse 34 or 35? Yep. yep. Verse 34. Um, I had did a study this morning, actually, in Matthew uh, 10, 41. I'm actually reading a book called Slave by Matthew MacArthur. Okay. And so... It's a really interesting book because um, it talks about how, you know, in Western society, being called a slave is very negative. It's a very negative thing. Sure. But uh, Paul talks about being a bond servant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. And uh, bond service is slave, you yeah. know, and that's that's what it is. Yep. And so it talks about how um, our master is is Jesus Christ. Mm. He's our master and, uh, whatever he says goes and we have to be uh, keen yeah. and then, you know, we need to be keen and we need to be aware of that. And so it got into this verse here, uh, Matthew 10, 34. Uh, and it says here that not peace, but a sword. It says here, do not think that I've come to bring peace to the earth. Mm. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword for I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Mm -hmm. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake 
will find it. And so it, it, I got from this that my identity is in Christ. That's right. Yeah. That's my identity and who I am in him. And he is a jealous God yeah. and whom we serve. And I will say this from personal experience. I will say this, my, uh, I, I'm a divorcee and I was married before and I literally worshiped my husband. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. I worshiped him. I thought he was the, the cream of the crop. I thought he was beautiful. I thought he was the most, uh, you know, everything. And I put him before God. Yeah. yeah. I worshiped my, I worshiped him. <clears throat> and you know what? That was taken from me. Mm-hmm. And it was a very painful thing, but it was a part of God's plan for my life. Yeah. You know, because now I understand, I had to learn the hard way. I understand what it means to be a wife mm-hmm. and to uh, know that I, that Jesus is my master. He's right. my master and I serve him. So when I serve God, I'm able to do the things that I need to do for my husband. Right. Yes. When I, when I did it backwards, I was left empty. Yeah. I lost my identity. I, I didn't have, I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. I didn't know who I was anymore. I didn't, I didn't have my identity and same, um, another experience I had, which I will share this. Uh, I don't know if anybody's ever had crazy dreams or visions or whatever, but I, I can honestly say I have, um, where, when I was going through that time of divorce Uh and all that, I had a vision of, um, of a sunburst in the sky. Oh yes, And a voice and a voice saying to me, give me your children. Mm. I worshiped my children. I lived for them. I did. Everything I did was for them. The working, everything. And this voice, I know it was the Lord because it aligns with the word with what God is saying. Yeah. That here it says, whoever loves his son or daughter more than me, mm. is not worthy of me. Mm. And I just heard this gentle voice. It wasn't harsh. It wasn't mean. It wasn't rude. It was, give me your children. Give me your children. And it went on and, you know, it was nighttime. And then all of a sudden it was morning time. And I woke up mm. and I just remember feeling so like, like, oh my goodness, I'm still alive. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Cause I felt that I was going to die. If I gave my children to this being that was asking me to give it, give him my children. Cause they were only, Yosai and Elijah were only like, uh, three and, uh, maybe two or one years old. And that was the hardest thing for me because I lived for them after my divorce. That was my precious, uh, uh, jewels, if you will. And I lived for them. And, but the word, the word says that if you put any of these things before me, you're not worthy of me. Mm. And so we have to remember that he comes first. We belong to him. Our identity is found in him and, you know, God and his kingdom must take precedent over everything 
everything, even the human relationships. Yeah. yeah. They must be precedent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because his relationship with us is never going to fail us. He's a, he's perfect. Human beings fail us. It yes. doesn't matter whether it's a husband, child, a mom, a dad, whatever, you know, friend, you can go all down the line, pastor, you know, people fail us because they're human. They're flawed, right? We fail others. And, um, you know, what you're, what I, I also hear you saying is that we have to be willing to surrender the things that we love most Amen. That's to right. him and submit to his presence and his will in our lives. And, um, you know, it's, it's hard, but it's something that when you finally do it, boy, it's so freeing. And I'm not saying that in a weird way. I'm saying all of a sudden it's like the penny drops and it all makes sense. If I just put him first, everything else will line up. And it's not always easy because my devotion that I'm tying into this comes from Judges 21, 25. And it says, in those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Mm. It was a society that was living without leadership. It was a society that was living based off of their feelings, their opinions. Mm. And when we're not directed by God and by the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. we're not digging into him and in his word and submitting and surrendering like you're talking about here that he says to do in Matthew 10, then Mm -hmm. we run this risk of letting our opinions and our feelings get us into a whole lot of trouble. Oh, yeah. You know, and um, so for me, it's really interesting because the analogy that was used in this devotion, it comes back to trees and there were two trees that had fallen down and the person who wrote the devotion stopped and said to this gentleman who was cleaning up these trees, said, why did they fall down? And I think it's so profound that this is exactly what he said to her. He said, well, this tree here, although it was extremely big had not dug its roots deep down in the soil. Its roots were all at the surface and it had Mm. learned to get water from the sprinklers on the surface of the soil rather than going down and seeking water in the soil, in the ground. Mm. So it wasn't strong because the roots were surface roots. So it was easily Mm -hmm. taken out during a storm. The other one had an ant that got in and that one ant corrupted the entire tree to where it became hollow inside. And it had rotten because one little thing had gotten in. And that's why that tree came down. And I thought this is so, wow. Okay. That makes so much sense. And, you know, one of the things that I look at is that the patterns of sin and destruction that felt right, you know, to God's people Mm -hmm. that put them completely outside of his will because it just felt right. It was easy. That's where I'm going to go. And how many times do Christians do this? Well, it feels good. That that feels right. Mm -hmm. Rather than sitting and really assessing, is this what God wants? Is this God's truth? So Mm -hmm. we mistake opinion for truth. We take our Mm -hmm. own opinion and we tie it in and we're like, that's the truth. Instead of going into his word and saying, what does your word say about this Lord? What's the situation? Yes. 
And um, <clears throat> I think that if we seek to apply God's truth every day, um, so that we aren't easily swayed by opinions. And this happens in the world daily. Like our society is full of so many opinions. Um, then we'll understand that we're not going to be swayed by the opinions that don't line up with his word. Yeah. Because we right. know his word. We're rooted, yeah. grounded in it. It's, we're digging deep because what are we getting? We're not doing the shallow seeking like the roots of that tree did. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not a shallow belief um, because that's a dangerous place. And so you end up falling into the opinions that make us comfortable in our own lives and are convenient. What we need to be doing is digging down deep for the living water of Jesus Christ. That's right. So our opinions aren't always truth, guys. Mm -mm. You know, I'm just throwing that one out there. And then... We can make feelings our false Holy Spirit. Mm, bingo. Ooh, that's a little scary. You know, when we care more about our feelings and feeling right, when it really isn't right, then we open ourselves up to the destruction of sin. Because it's like, well, I feel this way about that person, or I feel this way about that situation. Well, wait a minute. Is that how the Holy Spirit feels? Is that how God feels about it? Did I dig into his word and go back and say, wait a second, is that really what God is directing me with? So I think that, you know, we have that to look at our opinion, our feelings. And then there are times that we do fall because we try to carry the crushing weight of being our own God. Mm. Mm. And so what you were talking about earlier is the sacrifice, letting go, letting him be God, allowing him to lead, allowing him to guide and to direct. And instead, so many times is that, well, what happened when they had no king? You know, when you read in Judges, they had no king. Well, there was chaos. Oh, yeah. So when we don't allow God to be the king of our lives, to rule our lives, that's a dangerous place to be. Because we need a king, we need rescuing, and we need to know that he is our righteous ruler in everything who will right all the wrongs, direct us and protect us, and redeem and restore things. We can't do that ourselves. Nope. Nope. And those feelings are very subjective, very subjective. And so uh, it's better to have an objective. (laughs) You know, it's better to have something that, um, you know, you may have these feelings, but does it align with what scripture is saying? Because, I mean, you've got some pretty clear, precise things that are telling you how to live your life in wisdom. I mean, you can go to the book of Proverbs and you find out all kinds of wisdom, especially about children and Mm -hmm. obedience Mm -hmm. and um, even our obedience to Christ. Yes. Yes. You know, um, being obedient to the Holy spirit, you know, the prompting of the Holy spirit. And so there's so much in here that is packed chock full. There's a word for you. Chock full full (laughs) of, of richness Mm -hmm. that will enhance your life. And um, like I said, I mean, I had this, kind of vision dream 
And you read scripture like this that says, whoever loves his father or mother more than me or loves his son or daughter more than me. I mean, that makes it very clear that, yeah. you know what, if they, you got anything in your heart that's, that's, that you love more than me, mm. <laughs> I'm not peace, but a sword. That's right. And like your feelings, I mean, you can go back to feelings. You have yeah. the feeling of love to your children. Yeah. So you feel justified in, well, they're my children. Well, are they really your children? Or did he give you those children just to care for? There you go. So, you know, so our they were loaned to us. That's right. They're loan, they're on loan. We've just and we are them. responsible for how we we are gonna be held responsible mm-hmm. how we had these children that were loaned was how we took care of them. Right. Just like a pastor is with a church. Yes. You know, the there's a responsibility there. It's heavy. And, and the beauty for us is that we have a King. We're not a Kingless people. Yeah. That's so right. we're ruled by the almighty King. We have the gift of the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. So why would we try to be Kings to ourselves? Then we become idol worshipers and we're worshiping ourselves. Mm-hmm. Trust in our own feelings and our opinions. But I feel this way. Wait a yeah. second. Why, why are you trusting your feelings? You know, yep. Oh, um, God will strike you down real quick. He'll give you a, a bad dysentery and then you'll be like, oh, well, I ain't perfect after all. <laughs> you look at, and you look at feelings. Feelings. <laughs> Nothing more than feelings. I mean, it's creepy. Let's yeah. just be real because, okay, I'm just going to be legit here. From a lady's perspective. Yeah. Sometimes you feel one way and sometimes you feel another. Oh, sometimes goodness. You have a great attitude and sometimes you don't. Yep. I mean, yeah. Sometimes you feel like a nut and sometimes you, you don't. don't. <laughs> yes, that's it. Like that's Almond Joy commercial. That was an yes, Almond Joy yes. commercial. I'm not taking anything, <laughs> no credit for that. <laughs> but when you look at that and you start to understand, well, I can't go based off my feelings. I have to go based because feelings aren't always truth. You know, as well as I do, you might feel a certain way about somebody one night and you go to sleep and you're like, that person mm-hmm. two or three days later, those things have changed and you don't view no. them the same way. So no. your feelings aren't always truth. Mm-mm. Your opinion, if it doesn't line up with the word of God, mm-hmm. sorry, it's not truth. So I heard of a pastor recently uh-huh. in our local area, and I will not name the church, but this pastor was confronted by a congregation member and was asked, um, why did you vote the way that you did in uh-huh. the last election? And his response was, well, I just didn't like the previous president. Couldn't stand mm-hmm. it. Yeah. There's a lot of, I've heard a lot of opinions uh-huh. like that. And he said, but you voted for someone who agrees with abortion and you're a pastor. Mm-hmm. The response of this pastor was, well, I support a woman's right to choose. Whoa, pump the brakes. Where in the world does that line up with the word of God? Yeah. Oh, hold on. That's his opinion. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to tell people how to vote, but what I will say, just because I brought that, use that as an um, example, mm-hmm. is that 
we should be basing our votes off of what candidate is the closest to our Christian belief system. Not just what we believe, but what we know is true in the word of God. If yeah. it goes against the word of God, abortion is murder. I don't care what you try, how you try and justify it. The heartbeat, the, this, the, that, no, it's not a fetus. It's a baby. Yep. It goes oh, against yeah. the word of God because in the 10 commandments, it says thou shalt not kill. Yep. You either believe the word of God to be true in its entirety from start to finish. You cannot take pieces of the word of God that suit you in convenience and line up with your opinion or your feelings at that moment in time and use them to justify yourself. Mm -hmm. Because people will take the word of God out of context all the time. And one of my most frustrating and one of the things that makes me disgusted with Christians at times is they will pull the God card out on you. Mm. Well, God said. Mm. All right. Where do you say? Show me. But mm -hmm. it's 99.9% .9 of the time, their opinion, God said. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's wrong. And so that's yeah. where our opinions and our feelings can not only damage us as believers, but they can damage other Christians because you pull out the nonsense of, well, God said, let me pull the God card out on you. I'm sorry. Last time I checked, no. I don't play poker, nor does God. So, yeah, I mean, you know, and the Bible talks about, was it in second Corinthians? Look on here. Second Corinthians 10, five talks about uh -huh. how we need to hold every thought captive. Yeah. So it, it, it's so important to put our feelings in check. I mean, and I think that the Holy ghost, when you're filled with the Holy spirit, there is that opportunity yes. to hold a thought captive yes. that we really do have an opportunity where uh, either we could say the wrong thing. Yeah. We have that opportunity as Christians. We could say the wrong thing or we could be obedient to what the Holy Spirit's prompting us. That's right. And make sure that it, you know, holding it captive, see if it aligns with scripture, Thank then you. respond, yeah. then respond. We, we sometimes get too quick to respond and we all Christians fall short there. We yeah. all do. Because, yep. I mean, emotions do rise up and we are imperfect. Uh, but <clears throat> when we are, as we grow in Christ, as we are growing, we start getting the meat of the scripture. Mm -hmm. And we'll be able to learn mm -hmm. um, that obedience in holding those thoughts captive. And I think that it's a maturity it is. It is. And we can't just take the bits and pieces we like mm -hmm. of the Bible and apply them. Right. It's the whole book. Yes. All of it is relevant. All of yes. it has a purpose and a plan. And we cannot twist the word of God to suit our agenda or opinions or our feelings. And um, I'm going to wrap it up with this, just this little story of how my opinion and my feelings really messed some stuff up. This is transparency time with Chanda. So I, um, you know, we, <laughs> we had an experience in our home with some extended family members that said some real negative things, um, back in the beginning of the year about us, about our choices for vaccination, about, um, why we got COVID. I can go down the whole train. 
And I really got upset about it. My opinion was that how dare they, my feelings were frustration and anger. And I um, created a TikTok where I expressed those feelings. And I said, I asked the questions, anybody else experienced this type of family prejudice? And that was something I did. And then I forgot about it because it was my opinion. And I just threw it out there and moved on. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the individuals that had voiced their opinions and their thoughts that I was talking about on this TikTok, they saw it and boy, were they hot about it. Mm. And um, so I only found out that they had seen it and that they were upset with me because they decided to block me on social media. And I was like, why did you block me? What's going on here? And they're like, I'm on vacation. I'll talk to you later. I said, okay, Mm. fine, whatever. So we ended up communicating back and forth and they expressed how I upset them with what I said. And I really sat back and I, at first, you know, my reaction, my feelings were unjustified in this. You said that stuff and you shouldn't have said it. Right. 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 My feelings. Right. And I said, Holy spirit, help me to understand this. Help me see this through your eyes. Mm -hmm. I don't want to base everything on my personal opinion or my personal feelings. So he did. And he's so sweet and gentle in the way that he does it. And he addressed some things with me and he said, you shouldn't have done it, Chanda. He said, cause you took up somebody else's offense that was upset about the things that were being said. And then you expressed it publicly rather than just leaving it. It wasn't your offense to take up because it talks about that in the Bible, taking up a brother or sister's offense. We don't do that. Mm -hmm. And so I had to humble myself and say, Hey, I messed up. I am so Mm -hmm. you're right. I shouldn't have put that out there. I am sorry that I offended you and I upset you. That's not what family does. Um, I removed the video. So it no longer exists. I had taken up somebody else's offense. I'm not justifying, just explaining. And um, God really helped me grow in that situation to begin to understand how my opinion and my feelings don't always have to be expressed. And they definitely don't need to be expressed on a social media platform, you know, Mm -hmm. and and it's a humbling point for me. It doesn't mean that the way that I felt wasn't necessarily justified, just to voice it to other people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I understand that completely. I understand exactly where you're coming from because I think that there would be something wrong if, if you didn't have that prompting, you know, yeah. but see, you, you, you were obedient to Christ. You were obedient to the Holy spirit and anything that is good and of sound mind and yeah. a good report, that's the Holy spirit. And there is not, you're not, nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. Yeah. There's things that I do that I have to constantly, you know, the Lord's teaching me. Yeah. And like I said, we're ever growing. And that's the point here is we are ever growing. And there would be a problem if you didn't get the prompting from the Holy Spirit. Yes. Do you have you know? the spirit? That's the thing that we have to understand. Yeah. Do you have the teachable it's, spirit? Yeah. Sometimes sometimes it, it kind of hits you uh, a little bit later. And, and that, that happens to me. I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, um, I might have been a little maybe I. 
maybe I should have jumped and went ahead and ironed that shirt for my husband the other night. I should have did that. So he didn't have to worry about that. Or, um, like, you know, maybe, maybe he had a hard day or, you know, we don't know, but, but the thing is, is the Holy spirit will prompt you and say, Hey, well, it's okay. You know, you can do it, you Mm. know, this way, we'll do it this way. Just come to him and explain that, Hey, you know, the other day I thought maybe this would uh, benefit you. And I'm sorry that I did not do that. Yeah. Yeah. Apologize. And I I think that what happens is I'll be transparent again, you know, 18 months ago, I would have come back. I would have like fired up at this individual. I would have let them have it. Don't you tell me this fine block me. I don't care. Like that would have been, but the more that I get into his word, the more that I spend time in his presence, the less my personal feelings and opinions matter. And what he thinks of me matters so much more. And how can I pray daily? Father, let the meditations of my heart and the words of my mouth, please you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And say negative things, whether it be about a family member or it be about uh, you know, uh, somebody that bugged me that cut me off on the road. I have to yes! please the Lord with my mouth. Yes, that's he right. He dealt with me on that. And you know what? I'm okay with that because what that teaches me is that number one, I'm spending time in his presence. So that makes me more sensitive to his Holy spirit and the prompting. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe two yeah. years ago, I wouldn't have listened and I would have been like, okay, God, well, I'm going to handle it this way. I'm going to handle it like a confrontational crazy person. Yeah. But it diffused the situation when I gave it to the Lord and the person received what I had to say. They accepted Mm -hmm. my apology. I don't know if I'm unblocked or not. I don't care. At the end of the day, it's not about that. It's about making the relationship right. That's all right. Seeking his approval and his opinion and what his word says over what Chanda feels or thinks. That's right. God wants you to have, he wants you to let your peace return to you. He wants your peace. And that's uh, Matthew 10, 13. It talks about like, if you enter a home and if it's deserving, let your peace rest on it. And if it's not, let your peace return to you. Mm -hmm. And I love that scripture so much Mm -hmm. because it deals with rejection Yes. And you don't have to feel rejected because you're, you're, you have the Holy spirit in you. So whatever you're going through, the Lord is with you always. And in situations like this, you know, dealing with our, with family or, you know, anything in life, the whole thing is the Lord wants that peace. He wants us to have that peace that surpasses all understanding Mm -hmm. and we can have it if we're obedient in you know holding every thought captive if we're obedient to that we can seriously have that peace because we're deserving of it because we're his children and he doesn't give a stone to a child he gives bread that's right he gets the bread of life to us so we have that peace that surpasses all understanding we just have to tap into it just tap it in tap Tap it in Little water boy there. That was a water boy. Happy water. Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Happy, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy Gilmore. Yes. Thank you, Chana. It's uh, one of my favorites. Um, but you're you're right, and I think that that you know uh, I could have also gone another direction. It's like, 
well, she's this person, they blocked me. My yeah. feelings are hurt. They don't yeah. love me. Rejection. Well, with, and I yeah. Nobody, likes, nobody likes no. rejection. And I could have let a spirit of rejection get upon me. Yeah, you don't want that. No. And so, like you just said, tapping into the spirit of peace that surpasses mm-hmm. all understanding, allowing him to help you respond accordingly cut your own feelings out not that your feelings don't matter please don't misunderstand what i'm saying but you gotta check your feelings sometimes they Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. sometimes when you think about something in your head and then you say it out loud you're like boy i was crazy talk up here because when i say it out loud it sounds real stupid yeah that's why i always drag it out like i'm always like we need to talk you know we need to get it out we need to get it out open because satan likes to hide stuff and he he doesn't want it to come out yeah he wants to keep you locked in your head so yeah that's a that's a theme in our household i'm always like okay don't keep it locked in because that that's a bitter root and that'll just yeah it grows and because you hey here's the same thing and we're going to tie this up you can grow roots in the wrong area too there you go that's it it's not just good roots into the living water that you can dig into, but you can plant your soil, plant yourself into a bad place and you can become super unhealthy mm-hmm. or like the ant, you just let one little thing get in and all of a sudden you're shallow and rotten and hollow and you just, you can't stand up. That's so, right. you know, uh, tap in to Matthew 10 verse 34 on, um, what, what was it to 34 to what Jamie 39. 34 to 39 five verses but tap into that because it is strong and like i said earlier we were looking at judges 21 25 you Mm -hmm. know who's the king of your life yep both of these he wants to be the ruler of our lives so we've got to give up everything else for him so that's all i've got today be be blessed you got anything else to add yeah just like i'm just reiterating what chandra just said is uh god is God and his kingdom must take precedent over everything over even over human relationships. So, you know, let, and even the, the thoughts that you have, take every thought captive, you yeah. know, uh, cause we cannot base everything on feelings. We have to tap in with the scripture and align it. Yes. And we have that prompting of the Holy spirit to help us with that. He's our helper. So he'll help us, uh, help fulfill that to where we have peace that surpasses all understanding. Take your peace with you today. Yes. Amen. Take your peace with you. That's, that's the word. Tap in, tap into it. Little tappy, tappy. Tap into the peace and take it with you guys. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Great to chat with y'all. Have a wonderful day. Be blessed. Happy Friday. Yay. Chaz. You've been listening to Freedom Wranglers. That music right there is Later Alligator by Shane Ivers, and you can find that at www.silvermansound.com. We also want to thank Goodman Ministries for all of their financial support for this podcast. Now, don't you forget to saddle up, sit back, and wrangle in freedom this week.